Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for um, Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. It's been a few weeks since the last one. Um, I meant to do these weekly, but I just keep running out of time by Sunday and um, it's hard to find the proper time to do it. And I'm in the basement and just seconds before I started recording, the air conditioner or something went on somewhere in this building and so there's like a hum in the background, but maybe it's nice. It adds a David Lynchian effect. Um, well, there's a lot to catch up on the past few weeks. Start with, um, we went out of town together and separately. Uh, we went to Rhode Island, to Westerly, Rhode Island, where our friend Jamie and um, her husband Todd and child Finn live. Um, so originally the plan was, well, the plan was I was going to drive Julie and Oliver up there, drop them off, and they would spend a week or two. Turns out they only wanted to stay a week. So I had a few days to myself here. And the day that I drove them up, I took the day off, rented a car, drove them up. We stopped in New Haven and had pizza at Pepe's and um, took them up to Westerly. I hung out for an hour or so, and then I drove back to New York. And it was pretty easy because there isn't that much traffic. At least there wasn't a few weeks ago when we did this, or two weeks ago. There's, it seems like traffic is increasing back to quote-unquote normal levels day by day, but to drive 95, I-95 in Connecticut and have no like traffic that causes you to slow down is, is something else, um, something I've rarely experienced. So it was fun because I, I, lo- I love driving, so listen to music, especially on the way back. Uh, I listened to, I think it was like 7-13-84, Dead Show. And I started it when I left and the show f- was finishing as I parked here in the neighborhood in Brooklyn. And then I went in the backyard with my brother-in-law and had a couple of beers and it was pretty interesting to have the place to myself. Uh, so then a week later, I went and picked them up and I spent two nights there. Uh, we went to we went swimming because they have a pool. We hung out in Watch Hill, which is the sort of picturesque lighthouse beach area in this part of Rhode Island, famous because Taylor Swift um, lives in the biggest mansion on the coast, sort of the centerpiece house of the coast. And she wrote a song about it on her new album called Last Great American Dynasty, Last of the American Dynasty, something like that. Uh, so it was nice to be, for me, out of town. I got to do two minor road trips. Um, and I think it was good for Oliver to get out of New York City, which he had not been out of since um, December. Same with Julie. Um, what else happened? That weekend that I was here alone, uh, my friend Greg, who works at Other Half, uh, he was hanging out in the warehouse at Other Half, which if, if you've been down to Other Half, the warehouse area is kind of like it has huge open garage doors and it's just basically open to the street and it's where they, it's a warehouse. It's where they keep all their stuff and materials and they hang out internally sometimes. And um, our friend Dave was tie-dyeing shirts for still to be released as of this day, other half merchandise. So we went down, he he tie-dyed and we hung out. And then of course, as these things happen, bits of like good beer that were kind of kept there both other half and otherwise were shared and we were all tasting little things and spent the afternoon just hanging out while my friend tie-dyed and we were listening to fish and 
we were in this warehouse, actually at the edge of the warehouse. Like it was like not indoors; it was essentially outdoors. Um, and just tasting all these incredible beers and hanging out with the other half crew, which was cool. And I, riding my bike around, um, really nice day off, so to speak. Uh, so we, what do we do after we, um, we're riding our bikes, Greg and I up Smith street back to, um, our part of Carroll gardens. And he yelled up at me. He's like, I could stop at bar grade Harry. And I said, okay, let's do it. And we stopped there and had an outdoor Pilsner and yeah, good day. And then I made myself dinner, which I never really get to do. Um, because the kitchen is always occupied or in a, it's, you know, it's always crazy around here usually, but I just very leisurely made myself dinner. And then later, um, my friends Micah and Christine were in town, and I met them to say hello and catch up. They've basically moved full-time upstate into, where is it? Is it Dutchess County, I think? I'm not sure. Um, and then also spent some time with Gabe, my friend and bandmate Gabe, who has been super strictly quarantined, and uh, he was the last person I saw socially in March, and I was his last person he saw socially. And then... Um, when he came over to hang out on my stoop, I was the first person he'd seen since <laughs> we hung out in March. Uh, so it was fun to catch up with him. And of course, spent a couple of times on uh, my friend Eric's roof over on DeGraw Street, one street over, and um, just hanging out and spending time outdoors, which we can do in the summer. Um, other than that, what has gone on? Not too much, just, um, you know, day-to-day work and Oliver's summer school, which has been remote and is only in the mornings, is over now. So he is completely off until whenever school starts and however school starts and who knows how that's going to happen. And I'm kind of dreading it. And uh, not so much for the uh, busyness of having to work and also keep an eye on schooling, which I'm fortunate enough to be in a position to be able to kind of handle that and, you know, we handle it together, me and Julie, but I just think Oliver has very much regressed during remote therapies, especially. And I mean, obviously I, I don't want him to go back just because he's regressing, but, um, I just wish everything was different and, you know, wear a mask, which everyone in New York seems to mostly do. So I can't complain about our local area. Um, so <clears throat> we shall see what happens with that. But today we rented a car and um, we drove out to Staten Island, down to Staten Island, and we went to the Greenbelt Nature Preserve, which I had never even heard of. I knew there was something in Staten Island that people like to go to and hike at. So it's in sort of the center of Staten Island. You exit at Bradley Avenue off the Staten Island Expressway. It's sort of right in the middle. Um and it is gorgeous. And on these trails in the, in the woods, you really feel like you are just certainly not in New York City and you are out there in nature and all you can hear for much of it is just nature sounds. You can't see anything else and it's really amazing. I recommend it. And so then we decided to take the scenic route out of there and we drove over to the beaches, which I have never been to on Staten Island. And you can see them from the bridge sometimes or from airplanes, but... Um, Midland Beach, and then I guess South Beach. It's all one very long beach stretching from almost the Verrazano Bridge south along that coast. And uh, it's great. I mean, the the beach itself, I guess, isn't as picturesque as, say, Jacob Reese or Coney Island or whatever, but 
There's a lot of sand. Uh, there's lifeguards. There's a boardwalk. It was very, very uncrowded. Um, I mean, if you want to go to a beach in very, very social distance, these beaches in Staten Island are the, are the place to do it. There's no charge for parking, like say at Jacob Reese. There is very <laughs> a ton of parking, uh, and so I think we're going to go to the beach there the next time we go to the beach, which may be in the next week or two, and just bypass the usual hot spots like Rockaway and just go to the Staten Island Beach. Um, I will report back on that. And if anybody's done that, I'd, I'd love to hear about that. I'm going to reach out to my friend Brendan Gilmartin, who is a native of Staten Island and grew up near the beach there. So maybe he has some insight on that. Um, was that it? Is that everything that's happened? Yeah, there's not, not too much has happened. It's just this day-to-day existence. Um, moving on to stuff I've listened to, audio stuff. Let's see. A lot of music. Um I guess the biggest release was this Taylor Swift record, Folklore, which I really like. And it was produced by um, Aaron Dessner, my friend Aaron from The National. And um, a ton of my friends and musical colleagues are on this record, um, including Bryce, who did, I guess, orchestrations, uh, Ben Lands and Kyle Resnick from, from The National and from some various other things I've played with. Um, let's see, Josh Kaufman, uh, is on it, playing harmonica and guitar. Friend Dave Nelson. Um, who else is on it? Just, I mean, like a lot of this like crew that's in Aaron and the National and are like kind of Brooklyn and extended Brooklyn and Wisconsin and upstate Hudson Valley wheelhouse. Um, John Lowe, who is a really um, great engineer and super cool guy and excellent coffee um, artisan, <laughs> coffee enthusiast. He engineered the record. He's sort of like the in-house guy at Long Pond, which is the Nationals studio up at Aaron's house. And um, anyway, I really liked the record and um, I decided to support Taylor Swift. Not that she lives, needs my money, but I'm supporting my friends. I bought a cassette, which will arrive in eight weeks, or I guess eight weeks from whenever I ordered it, which was the day of it the day of release Um, because I wanted a cassette with a bunch of my friends playing. So hopefully it's a cool cassette. (laughs) It it actually didn't look that awesome from um, the image they had on the website. But of course, um, I don't, I think it was just a designer putting up something that looks like a tape. Um, But it's a good record. Uh, I have no feelings on Taylor Swift one way or the other. I've always mildly enjoyed her stuff and I don't dislike any of it and I don't really think about it. But I like this record and uh, it was it's just so cool to hear. Um, I, I can very much hear people I know's influence their playing on it. Um, so pretty wild. Uh, so good for Aaron. Um, I, I know that like I, there had been like rumblings he was doing something, but no one was allowed to find out who it was, <laughs> including um, a lot of the people on the record, which is very funny, including, I think, most people on the record, on the album. They d- didn't know what they were playing for. Um, so I was excited when it was finally surprise announced or whatever. I was like, aha, I knew something was coming. Um, what else have I listened to looking at this? Shelter by Thomas Bartlett, who is a great pianist. He was part of our original Bob Weir Bridge Session Band. He used to tour with the National as their keyboardist after Padma left, and um, 
He is, uh, yeah, also part of this whole scene. I think he's on the Taylor Swift record too. He is actually. Um, he has a solo piano album that he just came out with, and it is just, it's great. It's just gorgeous solo piano. So if you're into that, Shelter by Thomas Bartlett. Um, I listened to Women in Music Part 3 by Haim. It is an excellent record. Um, it is just kind of poppy, smart poppy, like, you know, a Fleetwood Mac for 2020, and I really liked it. I listened to the Father John Misty covers EP, which is Anthem, like by Leonard Cohen and a few other songs. Very good. Uh, Recumbent Speech by Ezra Feinberg. It's kind of like soundscape stuff. Um, pretty good. I listened to some interviews by by Bob Lefsetz, <laughs> um, who is a funny music industry kind of character. Um, but I listened to an interview with Peter Rudge, who is the, first of all, the friend of my father of my friend Joe Rudge, lives here in the neighborhood. Um, he's the former manager of the Stones and stuff. Um, and the Who. And he has some great stories. Uh, bu- bu- bu. Yeah, I guess that's it for audio. Um, oh, I'm about... I. I'm, well, I was going to say, I, I've been looking for a Spotify alternative, which maybe I should do Apple Music or something, but I do have, I'm testing out Quobuz, Q-O-B-U-Z, which my friend Sujan works for, and uh, I think I might write a Grateful Dead playlist for them, and so I got a, an account to try out Quobuz, and it's really cool. It is, sounds great, that's their thing, it's like, sounds better than the others, and it has credits and stuff. Uh, the file sizes are much larger, of course, but um, so far I really like it. I haven't tried the desktop app yet, just the mobile app, so more to come on that. And let's see, beers, um, hmm, looking at my list, I've had quite a few beers, as usual, lately. Had two from Bissell Brothers, the Portland Main Brewery. They had them at Bar Great Harry. I had a can of Lux and a can of The Substance. Lux is um, kind of a pale ale, hoppy pale ale. Substance is an IPA, both excellent. Threes has some new beers, Twisted Thoughts, which is a double IPA with rice, so it was like hazy, but then cut with the crisp rice. Um, Really interesting and um, like smooth and crushable in a way double IPAs usually aren't. Uh, Up in Rhode Island, Connecticut, I had some, bought some beers and brought them back to New York by Beard, spelled B-E-E-R apostrophe D. Um, They're a Stonington, Connecticut brewery. Had Dogs and Boats, as recommended by my friend Dave Goldstein, and also um, uh, Whiskered Wit, which is their wheat beer. Pretty good. Dogs and Boats is excellent. Um, what else did I have? Some Lawson's at Scrag Mountain Pills, which is that Pilsner I had at Bar Great Harry on that hot day with my friend Greg. Uh, Tiddly by Fox Farm, another Connecticut brewery, which I had by chance at Other Half. They shared it. Uh, by chance, meaning I was going to drive a few days later to Fox Farm territory up in eastern Connecticut. Sadly, their brewery was not open while I was there because they were only open Thursday to Sunday, so I couldn't like buy anything to take back. But I love Fox Farm, so I look forward to having more of them. And um, what else? Oh, I had uh, some in absentia luci that day at other half two which were two one was a 2016 barrel aged uh ryan bourbon and stout and one was a 2014 red wine stout just like when you have barrel aged stouts that are that old you know if you've had you know if you've had it you know that it's just like drinking silk ambrosia sweet it was just excellent um and i guess is that all the beer i've had just place another order with threes i, I got some um some more what might have been delivered. Oh, and they have a new 
single hop IPA called Imagined Reality, which um, I really like. It's a Galaxy IPA hop, Galaxy Hop IPA. Um, and there is a new brewery in the neighborhood which was about to open in mid-March, but then, of course, that's when lockdown went into effect. But it's called Wild East. It's on Sackett between 3rd and 4th um, in the Threes Brewing Strong Rope neighborhood. And um, it's excellent stuff. I guess it was started by some home brewers that, again, my friend Dave knew from the homebrew club that he was always attending at Strong Rope, hosted at Strong Rope. And these home brewers went legit and pro and they opened Wild East and I really liked the beer and I really liked the room. And when I went there with my brother-in-law, we rode our bikes there earlier this week at night and I, the, the bartender complimented me on a dead shirt I was wearing. And then we were talking about Three's Brewing and she's, turns out she had seen our dead night that we did virtually online uh, to support Three's Brewing. Um, so that was cool. That was a nice little connection. So Wild East, um, it was good beer and it's a really nice place. Um, obviously, I was only inside to order, but it, it's a big, big room, high ceilings, and it'll be nice whenever we can hang out inside again. Uh, but as it is right now, they have a really nice outdoor area. Um, oh, and in terms of like reporting on the outdoor scenes in the neighborhood that have the, the nicest sort of like socially distanced place or tables, as I've said, East One is probably best for that, but Swallow Cafe on Clinton and Atlantic, I stopped at today when I was re- after returning the zip car and I was walking back home. And I, they have these like little tables, out, two-person tables outside, but they have such a long stretch of sidewalk on, on Clinton that they can really space them out. So I sat down and just had my iced coffee and it is super spaced out and socially distanced and safe and I love it and that's where I would go again to sit, um, sit outside and have coffee. And they also have a lot of food, which I've never had, but it certainly looks good from their menu. Um, I guess that's it. Uh, three weeks or two and a half weeks or however long this been went by in a flash. I feel like I've been f- talking really fast, but hmm. I, think it's, I think it's because I'm finally feeling awake after a couple of hours of that summer mid-afternoon sluggishness, especially after a few miles of hiking. Um, all right, well, again, I'm going to try and promise myself that I'll do this more often. The other project I have coming is I kind of want to resurrect my website conrad.nyc and just sort of start blogging again, which blogging almost started coming back a year ago or whenever that was, but I really want to do it because I've deleted my Facebook. I still like Twitter, but I just kind of want to put some thoughts down and and if people I know are into it, they can kind of seek it out and I guess I have to figure out a commenting system. But um, So yeah, hopefully I'll get that website up soon, maybe this week. Uh, all right, well, that's it. Um, Sunday, August 2nd, 2020 from the basement in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Uh, This has been the Conrad Life Report, episode 49. Stay safe and wear a mask. Bye.